All right. So, um, what we've what we've been doing is um, trying to make sure that we get everything taken taken in order, put things in order, and things like that. Um, Acts chapter fourteen. We'll start here at verse verse twenty, um, <clears throat> just to kind of get the context of of what we're doing and, and things like that, and kind of go from there. So, Acts chapter fourteen, verse twenty. Um, Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to study your word. As we take a look at these things, um, may we allow your word to be the final authority in all things, that we um, actually are able to perform uh, exactly what Paul was performing here uh, of evangelizing and then edifying, uh, exhorting folks that we, uh, that we are, are participating in this work as ambassadors uh, that we are, that uh, it might be the praise and honor and glory of your grace. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So um, one of the things that we've talked about here before, um, and we see this here, if you notice, the very first thing is what Paul does after he is stoned and left for dead he gets up, goes into Derby, and does what? Preaches the gospel of that city. So one of the things that we've set up as a main function of what we're doing here is evangelism, right? So one of the things that we start off with, this is the pattern for ministry, right? Paul lays out here for us, Luke through Paul lays out for us, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many. So you've got evangelism, then you've got edification, right? So that's the next step in what we're going to be looking at. That's where we're going to start with, right? We've already talked about the evangelism training. We spent a bunch of weeks going through that stuff to make sure that we can present the gospel in a clear and concise way. And we talked about the fact that the way that we are to do this and the way we're going to be successful is to present the gospel clearly and concisely every time. It's not how many people believe. It's not how many people trust it. Obviously, that's the goal. But we want to say success is we're doing it the right way. Okay? We want to go out and present the gospel the correct way. The second thing is edification. So that's what we see here in, in, at the end of verse 21. And had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to and, and Antioch. Verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. So then there's this also this issue of exhorting, right? And then lastly, in verse 23, it says, And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. Now, the first step that we're going to be looking at here was that evangelism, right? We know 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 says what? It's God's will that all men be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth, right? So that's these two things right here. Now, the exhorting there is to stick to it, right? All right, you're saved by grace through faith. What we're going to do is we're going to edify you and to build you up. That's the whole purpose of why we meet in a church. Romans chapter 14, real quick. Um <clears throat> That's, that's the issue. When we take a look at Romans chapter 14, 
we see this as we continue on going through this stuff. Notice here in Romans chapter 14, we've got, <clears throat> let's just start here at verse, um, verse 18. Romans chapter 14, verse 18. For he that is in these things serves Christ as it is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. That's this purpose here. Now, when we, when we were going through the, the, the evangelism stuff, one of the things we talked about is, was the purpose of the local church is to go get people outside church, bring them in, and then get them saved. The answer is no. The answer is we get edified here and take the gospel out with us, right? And what happens is when we take the gospel out with us, it's an inside-out deal, which is exactly what Christ is doing today. The inner man is the issue. Building up the inner man, and then what's inside will come out. And that's the goal. That's the purpose of it. And so then the church, the purpose of the church is to do what? To come together, to edify one another, and to exhort one another. Let's keep going. No matter what it looks like, no matter what comes our way, no matter what happens, what do we do? Keep preaching the gospel. That's what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He says what? Preach the word. What's one of the Timothy's problems is he got stuck in, I don't know what to do. I'm looking around at all the circumstances. And we always talk about timid Timothy, right? <laughs> and what Paul's doing is saying, Timothy, you know the pattern. You know what to do. And now he's exhorting Timothy, get on with the work. The whole purpose there is to what? To edify one another. Um, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 13. <clears throat> and I'll get to the paper that I told you all about or handed out just a minute ago. First Corinthians chapter 13. Now, <clears throat> if we back up into chapter 12 real quick, I just want to get something real quick in chapter 12 and then lead us down into chapter 13. Notice here, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, start off in verse 27. He says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles. And the answer, of course, to that question is what? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And of course, the answer to those questions are what? No. But here's what's interesting. Notice that first word in verse 31 says, but. There's something that's going to be different. Something's going to change at this point. Notice here in verse 31, he says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, the purpose behind what he's doing here, of course, he's dealing with the issue. Because you notice in chapter 12, verse 1, he says what? Now concerning spiritual gifts. So when you look at and you read, go through Paul's epistles, Specifically here in 1 Corinthians, 
what it is is you can see like they sent Paul some questions. And Paul's responding to these questions through this, through this epistle. And he's saying, okay, now, the next thing i got to talk about, spiritual gifts. All right, let's talk about spiritual gifts. Because that was the next question you asked. If you go through and you read that, you'll see that's what he's doing. But he's talking about spiritual gifts. And at the end of here, what's he, what's he doing with those things? He says, verse 31, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. What was the purpose of those gifts? And we'll see. Right. Notice in chapter 13, verse 1, <clears throat> he says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not what? Charity. All right. So we've talked about, we've talked about that issue of charity. What is charity? Well, we think normally we think charity is what? Well, let's go and give something to somebody that's charity. Be nice to them. That's not what he's talking about here, and we'll see this in a second. We think of taking stuff to Goodwill that's given to charity, right? Taking canned foods. We did this before. Take canned food down to the, the homeless shelter downtown, which I found out they, they have way more food than they need. They need socks and money. <laughs> that's what I found out. Because when I called them up and I said, hey, we've got some canned foods and stuff that we want to bring down, they're like, well... I was like, well, we've also got a monetary gift that we want to give. And they're like, all right, come on down. Because when I got there, their back corner is just stacked full of canned foods, non-perishable items. They got tons of stuff. Socks, money, money to help get stuff going and, and get things that they need. Just kind of, you know, we think of that's charity. Now, should we do that? Yeah. That's not, we're not saying we don't do that. But what, what we're going to notice here, notice this. He says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Well, sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal, what that is is just what? It's just a bunch of noise. If I don't have that, I'm just making a bunch of noise. And, and that's what he's dealing with. But notice here. Verse two, verse 2, and though I have the gift of prophecies and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. So what's he saying? I want to show you a more excellent way than speaking in tongues. I want to show you a more excellent way, and we'll see what he's talking about there. I have, there's a more excellent way of, of working in miracles or teaching or being a prophet or healing or speaking in tongues, interpreting all that stuff. He says, Here's something better. Charity. Now notice, <clears throat> verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, that's what we normally think of as charity, right? I'm going to give my stuff to the poor, that's charity. But notice what he says. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Do you know what he says? That's not giving stuff to the poor. It's something completely different. Right? Now, <clears throat> keep on going. He gives us this list, and a lot of people, they'll take 1 Corinthians 13, and they'll call it the what? The great love chapter. Love's not in this verse. It's not in this passage. It's charity. There's a reason it was translated as charity. Notice. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. 
charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Now, what's he talking about there? Is he saying that if there's a prophecy, it's possible that that one won't come to pass? No. He's talking about the gift of, he's talking about the gifts. He's like, if the gift of prophecy is going to fail, what's that tell us? It's going to. <laughs> whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Now, again, is he talking about one day that we're not going to be able to communicate with our, with our tongues or our language anymore. No. He's talking about the gift of, of tongues. What's going to happen to those gifts? They shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall what? Vanish away. So he's talking about, he's comparing or contrasting what? The gifts to charity. And he's saying, the gifts were there to edify, but I want to show you something better. So the purpose here is this edification the way we go about it is charity. Now, question. <clears throat> when you edify, who is it that you're edifying is another believer. You're going to build them up. That's this. When you look at charity in Paul's epistles specifically, that's most of the time you're going to see it. When you see that word charity, what he's dealing with is what? Edifying another member of the church of the body of Christ. And there's a more excellent way than all that other stuff. It's this right here. Notice. <clears throat> For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Well, what do we know in part and prophesy in part? That's the part that he says is going to go away. When that which is perfect is come. Well, what is that which is perfect? Perfect knowledge, perfect wisdom. Per it's this scripture, right? And we, we've talked about this. Daniel and I had a conversation about this last night. That's that issue. He says, then, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, by the way, when Paul writes 1 Corinthians, when is that? Acts chapter 20, verse 1, right? Had he gotten the full revelation of the mystery by Acts chapter 20, verse 1? No. He's saying, I know in part, but there's something that's going to be finished. Had he written 2 Timothy yet? No. So then that's that issue is what he's talking about. <clears throat> but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, and the, the, these three, the greatest of these of uh, is charity chapter 14 verse 1 follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts but rather that ye may prophesy and he goes on down through there now there's some other issues that he gets into that as well what's he saying there charity that right there is the is the main goal of why we meet here the purpose of the local chair the local church is have you ever thought about this <clears throat> and and this is this goes along with what we're dealing with here because we're, our goal is to go and do this, right? To the community around us. And communities where some of y'all are folks are coming from, we want to be able to do this. That's our goal. 
right? The next thing after we get that, we're going to get to the edification part, the building up. How is it that you're going to put this stuff to use? That issue of you're saved by grace, now go walk by grace. You know the best place to put grace into action is in the local church. Showing grace to another believer, a member of the church, the body of Christ, they may disagree with or whatever. Show them grace. Show them charity. Build them up. That's the best place to try that out. That's the best place to learn how to live the grace life is here so that when you go out, guess what you're used to and accustomed to doing is responding in a way, not, a, not an emotional reaction, but you're based on Scripture. There's a doctrinal purpose behind how we react. I've always said I love watching, I love watching how people react to stuff. I pay attention to actions, but I really like watching the reactions because that'll tell you a little bit about the person. Might learn a little bit about somebody. Just pay attention to the reactions. Somebody flies off the handle. They don't know how to deal with the situation. You know what they need? This right here. Show it to them. Right? Build them up. The purpose of this is to do this. Now, that's one of the goals of what we're doing here. Now, the paper that I gave you all, I'm going to talk about that in a second. <clears throat> but I've also got um, a couple of these, and this is just, just a mock-up, just to kind of let you all know. I'd like you all to take a look at these. Um, I didn't print a bunch of them out just because I didn't want to waste a bunch of paper. <clears throat> so the first set of booklets that we talked about making was... Are you good? All right. Um, the first set of the booklets that we're talking about making is dealing with evangelism, right? Then the second thing we talked about is we want to make sure that people know that they can trust their Bible. So then I've got a couple of these that's, that's made up. One is what's the Bible say about itself? And another one is what's the Bible say about the deity of Christ, right? So and I'll, I'll just kind of pass these around. You all can look at them um, as you go through. So, for instance, this one. What's the Bible say about the deity of Christ? Um, and, and this is just a rude mock-up, and I want your all's feedback on it before we actually start producing these. So this is what I've got right here is Acts 8.37. And I know there's a lot of blank space here, but this is what we talked about. We want to set up that there's a difference between some stuff, right? So Acts 8.37 <clears throat> in your King James Bible says, and Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That is a very specific statement about Jesus Christ. Now, um, what we've done is Acts 8.37 in the New Living Translation, it's omitted. But there's a footnote that says some Greek manuscripts exclude this verse. Um, some manuscripts add in verse 37. It uh, says, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So that verse isn't there, but there's a footnote. Acts 8.37 in the NIV also omitted. The ESV 
also omitted. And then um, NASV also omitted. Uh, the New King James got it, but it's got a footnote saying basically it shouldn't be there. <laughs> so, but that's one of them, right? <clears throat> and so then another one, just to kind of give you all an idea. Um, this one, you know, like we, like I said, I've got tons of these that we're going to pull from, but this was just a couple of examples. Daniel eight uh, three twenty five, which you all know the story or the the event where the account where they're in the they're in the they're in the pit. Daniel three twenty five says he answered and said, "Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God." That's what your King James says. Now, the NLT, New Living Translation, says, Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a lowercase god. So, it took out the son of God. And in fact, it's got a footnote that says it should say son of the gods. You know what that makes Jesus Christ? A fallen angel. Tax the deity of Christ. Um, the NIV says the same thing. It says in the fourth looks like a son of the gods. The ESV says the fourth is like a son of the gods, all lowercase g's. Um, the NASB says... The fourth is like a son of the gods, lowercase g. The New King James says the form of the fourth is like the son of God, but then it's got a footnote that says, or a son of the gods. So they'll put the truth in there, but then they'll... Yeah. I mean, it's not to make it more No. But I mean, you, you know, and, and again, this is, just, this is just one of those things, hey, take a look. Because Tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. and yeah. 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 Um, Philippians two six and the King James talking about Christ says, "Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God." What's that mean? He didn't think it was a bad thing that I'm equal with God. That Jesus Christ is equal with God. The New Living Translation, New Living Translation says. It's about to translation anyway. <laughs> it says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. And it's like, the NIV says, um, who being in the nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. And it's like, but I mean, not just that, but it, it um, ESV says, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or footnote a thing that he to be held for an advantage. Um, the New King James does say, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So it's a little bit closer, but. You know, that was one of them. The other one was, what's the Bible say about itself? So again, it's 
The way I've got this is blank page, but obviously it wouldn't be a blank page. <clears throat> but again, it's, you know, same, same layout. Yeah. Um, this one, all these are just like, yeah, you're like, wow. <clears throat> but Psalm 12, 6 and 7, we all know this one, right? Um, the words of the Lord are pure words, as, tried, as silver tried in the furnace of fire, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them. Well, what's the them in the context is the words. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them, talking about the words, from this generation forever. Um, the newer ones, what they do is says, O Lord, you will keep us. You will keep us safe forever from the people of this day. Not saying he's going to preserve his word, but he's going to preserve the people. Uh, and it's the same thing with the other ones as well. Um, and again, it's just some verses that, that will come up and just kind of give an idea to, to folks. Um, here's, here's another one, Luke 4, 4. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that the man that man shall not live by bread alone, we all know how it ends, right? But by every word of God. Unless you've got a new one, it says, but Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. But leaves out, but by every word of God. Um, NIV does the same thing. ESV does the same thing. NASV does the same thing. Um, new King James says it right but then says you're supposed to admit it so again just just kind of an idea i'll pass these around you all take a look at them as far as like the layout of it if there's something if you want to make notes that's fine all right like i said we got a bunch more that we're going to do now the other paper that i gave you all um we worked on this last week and this is so this is moving on to um we're talking about we okay to kind of back up and make sure everybody's on the same page, what we're dealing with is what? What we want this ministry to be is there is a gospel that you can believe. There is a Bible you can trust. If you can't trust it, then we got some problems, right? There is a gospel you can believe, a Bible you can trust, a Bible study you can understand, a life that you can live, and a hope that sustains you, right? That's the main functions of all what we're doing here now last week what we did and you all look at this and see see if see if we're good with this so there would be four booklets based off of this so the first one would be what's for us and to us and in that booklet we would look at grace versus law the two gospels and then peter versus paul all right so again the idea here is what newly saved person we want to start them off on the right foot in their process of edification we want to make sure they know from the very beginning where to find themselves in that book that they can trust right so are we all good with that little booklet being those three issues okay um, secondly would be the identification right our identity we would start off with Paul as our pattern. We would look into the security of the believer and then the issue of putting off and putting on because 
All that stuff has to do with your identity of who you are in Christ, all right? Is there anything in there that we need to add to or anything like that? Because I, I think we're getting to the point where we're finalizing some stuff to start putting stuff together. So we good there? All right. Um, the next one is really the whole, the whole issue here is the walk, right? Um, so this, this third one is the, the DWE train, um, the doctrine, intellect, will, and emotions. That's how we are to live. Doctrine tells us here's what we know, right? Intellect is what we've done is we've moved what we know down into our heart by believing it. And then the will says, I'm going to believe what this says and move forward. And then the emotion is going to come on uh, at the end of that. Now, part of that would be issue of judgment seat of Christ. How does that play into our walk? And then also prayer, right? And how prayer is involved in our walk, okay? So we good there anything we need to add or well this was just a list this is just a list on that if we want to put if we want to move that that's no problem um i'll do that real quick um so then if you look at the next one Um, we'll deal with just the rapture and we'll deal with the judgment seat of Christ and how that's different from the great white throne judgment, right? Because what's going to happen is you get the rapture of the church, then you got the judgment seat of Christ. Um, and it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because those, those are two different events that take place at two different times. One, we're going to be a part of the other one. We're not. Yeah, two different groups of people. Yeah, so scripturally, I want to make sure I understand. Yeah. We, as a body of Christ, scripturally, will not be present at the Great White Throne. Because there's debate in Christian circles that some say everybody will actually be there, but not everybody will participate. My understanding is we won't be at the Great White Throne Church. That I'm not sure of. Um, I don't. I don't see why we would need to be because we're going to be we're going to be doing something. It's it's the judgment for the lost, yeah, for for all for all eternity, yeah. Um, but that that's one of those things we can look at as we're going through there, yeah. But the big thing is judgment seat of Christ. You know. By the way, um, can I just say, I I hope you all don't. And I'll just I'll use use this as a word of exhortation and caution. Do not get doctrine from facebook <laughs> I, I hope i wouldn't have to say that but well yeah but so the the issue of the judgment seat of christ by the way and i'll just point this out real quick and this will be part of that issue too your sins will not be part of the judgment seat of christ at all your sins will not be part of the judgment seat of Christ at all. I know of zero grace preachers that say that, but if you 
pay attention to certain people, they tell you they all do. So I just want to let it known now that Crosswork Bible Church, we believe and know from Scripture that the judgment seat of Christ has absolutely zero things to do with the sins in your life prior to being saved or after you're saved. Zero. Period, point blank. Otherwise, he can't say that he's forgiven you of all trespasses if he brings them up to judge you again. So, just, just a point of, of fact, in case you come across stuff that says Acts 9, mid-Acts people say that judgment seat of Christ is going to be sins, don't believe it. All right? So, don't get your doctrine from Facebook. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's a mess. Um, the only place you get it from is from this book. All right? So, as far as that paper goes, are we good with that? Because we can start working on those. Um, and then, as far as the booklets go, are we okay with the outline or the layout? And, of course, there will be other things that we're going to add into that. But, again, it's a way to let folks know this is where we stand. And also, we want to make sure, I mean... I wish I hadn't had all the old baggage that I dealt with in my edification process. But at times, I'm kind of thankful that I had to unlearn some stuff because I had to go and challenge the book, and the book said, you're wrong, and I had to decide I'm wrong and the book's right. So there, I am thankful for that. But that edification process, um, that's that second part that we want to make sure that we focus on with new folks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Identity, mm -hmm. identity, and the yeah. It's going to be their own. There'll be four little booklets. The first one will be what's for us to us, um, gospel or grace versus law. The two gospels, Peter versus Paul. That's one little booklet. Yeah. And then identif identification would be its own little booklet. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually had some feedback from folks on YouTube. They like this idea that what we're doing and uh no you can't have it no i'm joking <laughs> do the do the work yourself no but i mean i and this is something that i want to make sure that we're making available for folks in our areas wherever we're from but then if other folks can use it then you know let them have access to them as well so um so as far as the booklets layout okay make some notes on that make sure you get that back to me the paper, if we're all good with that, then, then we're good there, all right? Um, <clears throat> there's something else I thought of um, so earlier, and I lost it. Huh? So as you go through the examples of the book, mm -hmm. obviously there's a lot more than, than what we're going to put in there. Yeah. But, I mean, generally, whenever other versions the blood yeah and that either introductory or at the end one of the two well the other thing too I'm thinking is this is going to be smaller than that sheet right so the there's not going to be as yeah, kind of like a track track size, um, but there we we could we could do something like that either before or after. 
I was going to get your all's idea and opinion. Do we want to put something at the beginning or at the end? I don't think it should be too small. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's one of those things that's we'll we'll get that taken care of. But that that would be one of those things, kind of get your old idea. What do you think? Put something at the beginning, at the end, just kind of. I think they should all be different colors. Yeah, we can do that. Huh? Two. Oh. Yeah, I mean. But I mean that that like I said, that was just me putting some stuff together just to kind of get an idea, concept, see what you all think about that. Um, trying to think, but then that and then the paper. So we're good with the paper. Need to add anything to that? Take away? I think it's I think it's a really good start. And uh, yeah. And we could put a little little legend at the bottom saying, "Here's what the abbreviations stand for and all that stuff." It's yeah. No, I've I have too. Yeah. 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 We can do that for each for each for each verse. Yeah, we could do that because I mean, you know, some of that stuff is 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 more important. Obviously, I mean, if you take out if you take out the blood, is the issue for your salvation, your forgiveness, and all that, and it's not there, then it's a major thing. But it's in another one. Yeah. But so no, and and I and I agree with that. So that's that's why I was wanting to get your all's idea about that. And of course, I've still got the document in there that uh, that Bob gave me. That's got some other question and answer stuff that kind of go along with that stuff as well. So we can we can start putting that stuff together. Um, <clears throat> just kind of that was a uh, me putting some stuff out to see what you all think. So all right. Um, Anything else that you all can think of? I think it is too. And like I said, we've we've gotten some good feedback from other folks. Um, you know, of course, we've got. I started working on the one for the gospel, um, and of course, that'll be you know First Corinthians fifteen, um, three and four. Well, verses one through four. You see those changes there as well, and we'll, we'll we'll take a look at those as we go through. But again, like I said, I've got like twelve pages here of tons of stuff that we can get in and, and pull out of. So, all right. <clears throat> um, any other questions, comments, concerns? <clears throat> 